and I like the way it feels um, between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Your host for this episode, Rich Warfield. Loud Pipes, episode 203. We've got Brother Hogan in the house tonight. What up, it's been a while. We're catching up on, I guess you could call it some of our favorite bikes. We'll explain that here in a little bit. But he already chimed in, but I think to do it properly, you really have to be introduced only by one sound. Do you not? I do, brother. Shambila. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Good to hear that voice. How the heck are you? My man, my man, my man. Hey, man, I'm doing great. I can't complain. Life has been good. Been chilling, doing my thing, doing my traveling. You know me. Yeah, busier than four, man, usually. Bruh, <laughs> bruh, just got just got back from a little uh, uh, Christmas golf party, so that was fun. Nice. Doing, doing it up, doing it up. Were you doing some golf or just a just a party? Just a party, just a little party. A little party. You know? Yeah, yeah. All the, all the, uh, let's see, there's three different golf courses that one company owns, and uh, they do this big uh, Christmas party every year, apparently. And uh, this was my first year attending, and it was uh, nice. A lot of, a lot of people turned out, uh, a lot of gifts, and uh, good food and drink. So it was nice. Good music, good people, you know? You're like, I got to bounce early for a podcast. And they're like, what? I, I did. What? I did. It was like, what? What? Wait a minute. Yeah, you know, everybody's talking about their uh, golf stories and stuff. You know, so I had to cut it short a little bit, but it was cool. You know, they only had another half hour or so, so you know, it wasn't too bad. Good times. Yeah, you're big into golf. We might have to mix that in a little bit tonight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Well, let's continue to party. You got something in your glass over there? My man, you know. I know you do. No. You know, it's like okay, what is in the glass? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying this new bourbon, and uh, actually, it's like a Kentucky whiskey. Okay. And uh, it's something I haven't tried. Somebody was in the store when I bought this um, bottle, and he was like, hey, have you ever had this um, Evan Wilson? I was like, Evan Wilson, 1783. I was like, no, I've never had it. It's like, you may want to try it. It's a uh, little... Um, well cup secret type of thing. Mm. So 90 proof. So it's uh, pretty good. Nice and tasty. And I'm sipping on that tonight. Awesome. Not a secret anymore. All all five of our returning listeners are going to know about it. <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I better buy some stock then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that low. It's I'm surprised actually. But uh we've done a couple of shows now since we turned the faucet back on and about a thousand, I guess, give or take, still seem to be connected. So that's not bad. That's nice. Last time, you know, what we'll get was it back what tickled, Right, right. What tickled me is seeing people from like India and all across the world kind of chime in on the podcast, you know, back when we were going full force. And uh, it was just kind of neat to see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was so, always neat to look at the, the analytics data and just see where the downloads are coming from. And yeah, it's all over the world. Right, right. Pretty Just cool. kind of neat to dive. Yeah. Well, you enjoy that. So uh, on this end, 
I'm actually drinking yeah. something based on your recommendation. Say what? So yeah, back, I don't remember which show it was, but we were, I was drinking some red wine at one point and I was talking about my favorite and you had suggested the Cali Red from 19 Crimes. So I'm right. uh, drinking with the Snoop D-O-double-G tonight. Oh man. <laughs> Now wait, I don't have a bottle to open, but maybe I can do a pour and see if this comes through. Hold on. Let's put a little in the glass. Oh, there we go. Oh, there it is. Spill it down my jacket. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop double T. And I got the bottle here, you know, just in case you know this runs long. You know, I'm well prepared. Right. <laughs> my man. Hey, I'm real close to mine too, so for sure. For sure. Oh, my man, this is so funny. I haven't done this in, I don't know, it's been forever, it seems. Yeah, well, since the the kind of the send-off there at 198 or whatever it was, 7. Yeah. But it's, wow. it's been fun. So I know we talked about it when we were at Road Atlanta, met up with you and, and Rob there. And, mm-hmm. we, you know, we kind of kicked it around, but just really never got it going. And I was up in Maggie Valley with John. And him and Dangerous Dave started a show. So I got on with them and then we decided to cross post it and then decided to kind of restart. But I'm going to bring in Chad more often because we're going to add some, some firearm talk to the conversation. So that's, nice. that's kind of the pivot. We'll get all the bike stuff out of the way and then we'll do a transition somewhere. And that way anyone that you know doesn't want it can end there. Or if we get enough feedback, we'll just mix it in entirely. Right. All right, and it, uh, I guess it all depends on the type of firearm we're talking about. Yeah, we're we're going to cover the range: okay. hunting, self-defense, right. practice, competitions—you name it. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I mean, you know what? That it's such. Uh, um, I think that's such a diverse platform because, for the majority of yeah. us, um, we all kind of tinker with the idea of. Uh, Having a firearm, whether it be at home, concealed carry, whatever, hunting, you know, there's all types of uh, different avenues you can go down with the whole gun perspective, you know, so it's kind of neat. Yep. So, yeah, looking forward to more of that. And and Chad is way more experienced than me, so he's going to bring more knowledge and expertise to the show while I learn and, and get up to speed. And we'll bring in whoever for that as well. Make it just as much fun as the bikes. Oh, there you go. Sounds like a plan, my man. <laughs> so we can do something similar tonight. Maybe not so much with the gun topic tonight, but I have a motorcycle specific topic. And then when we do our pivot, I want to pick your brain on travel a little bit if you're up for that. Okay. And if you got enough so, whiskey, bourbon, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. Plenty. Plenty. Fresh bottle. Kelly Red. <laughs> all the above. Yep. Jesus. Yep. We're good. We're good. <laughs> all right. So Bryce gave me this topic. And he, he just so terribly wants to be on the show and we, we still have to, to do that one. We're still planning to have myself, Bryce, Alan, and his son, Sully, because on the show, we still haven't recapped my track day crash from last October and right recovery and all that. Plus Alan had an accident we need to get into and both of us at the same time are pivoting to dirt so we can ride with the boys and do it more as a family. And we went out this Saturday for, for a ride. That was a bunch of fun. 
And it's, it's way more fun to do it this way than the track days. Like I've, I've described to various people that the track days were awesome, but it was, it was Alan and me on the track and the kids right. were there having fun. They're just hanging out, you know, now in the dirt, we're all riding and it's a blast. Oh man. You know, thinking back to that, when you say that, it just kind of takes me back when, when we went to, uh, uh, what was that? C C C A W. Yeah, W. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was a lot Trying of fun. To... You you had your hands full that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I was like, oh, sideways. Oh, Rigo's on the ground. <laughs> oh, wait, sideways again. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to jump every little bitch <laughs> I could find. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's... and it was like. It was like right after uh, a little rain, so it, the the mud was kind of slippery too. So, oh yeah, it was it was definitely slimy. Yeah, we got to do that again. You got to you got to see Bryce ride. He's he's good. He's a good rider, and he's very quick. Nice. I mean, he's on a a nine horsepower, one forty, and I got all I can do to catch up with him with a fifty horsepower, four fifty. So, really. I'm having to use that motor in the straightaway to to keep up with. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep. It's, it's fun. That's really fun to watch him ride. He's going to hear this and get a big head, but I'm going to brag on him a little bit. (laughs) Oh man. I I remember watching him ride around the backyard (laughs) on the electric ones. Oh yeah. Tearing it up. Yep. Yeah, the next bike will be something else. I, there'll be I'll be no no more catching him after the next bike. That's really? for sure. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So he's into it hardcore then. Very hardcore, and the wrenching, which is is pretty cool to see. You know, he he wants to work on the bikes, repair them, upgrade them, like all facets, just all in. And the and now the flipping. You know, we want to buy cheap bikes, fix them up, and resell them, and. He's the one that actually put your R6 back together. What? He's doing most of that work himself. Yeah. He's, he found the, the right light bulbs that he needed and he ordered them up from online and had them installed. And when we couldn't find the rear turn signal housings, we just made our own on the 3d printer. <laughs> it's fantastic. So yeah, we're having fun with that. That's awesome. Do I have to kind of make sure all the bolts are, torqued right <laughs> oh yeah he's he gets the torque wrench out he grabs the manual he's like oh yep 58 foot pounds tick, 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 tick. okay good to go <laughs> it's like damn can i can i get a little change while i wait <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> wait till he does that on the vfr all that body work just got to come off just to change the oil be like what the heck really wow oh it's a nightmare that- yeah that that's that's a whole nother story is it? Uh, we'll get in that a little later then. So the topic that he pitched for today is kind of, it's a little bit reminiscing, but it's a little bit fantasy, if you will. You know, we, we used to have our eight days a week, um, right. which was a, an idea created by um, Sir Mike at the time, uh, one of the guys who was in the, the clubhouse when we were using Slack. And the idea was seven, seven bikes or cars or whatever, but basically seven things to ride or drive and one project. And that's where we came up with the eight days a week. So it's kind of a spin on that, but it's more specific. So we're going to cover three main bikes, maybe four. 
The first one's going to be something you bought or previously owned in the past that you would definitely buy again. And why? And we'll talk about that. The second one we'll talk about is perhaps something you owned or bought in the past that you would not buy again. <laughs> so something you want to bash on a little bit. Uh. And then we'll open it up. We'll do a money's no object. What would you buy today? And then kind of the practical, well, this is my budget, my writing style, my taste. This is what I would buy if I had to buy something today. Right. Ooh, okay. Sound good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, need, yeah. You need a sip before you, before you yeah, dive in? Let me, let me do that now. <laughs> I'll take a little thought. Well, I'm going to tee up the first one for you. I'll go through the bikes that I've had in the past, and then you can go through your list, and then we'll, we'll start there with things that we would definitely buy again. So my my history as a refresher, so didn't really ride a lot of like proper motorcycles as a kid. We rode a lot of stuff that was similar. You know, I had a mini bike, you know, we did a bunch of stuff with lawnmowers and all kinds of things like that. Four wheelers, not so much on motorcycles that came after college. Mm -hmm. So my first one was the 98 Kawasaki KLR 650 the beloved beast, the do it all, but do everything, but not anything great, I guess is what you would say. And that's, that's sort of what they're known for. And, you know, tanks in terms of reliability. So rode that thing everywhere on road, off road, probably more off road than one should with a KLR. Cause we, you know, broke parts and it <laughs> found limits and things yeah. like that. But, uh, huh. It was fun. And towards the end of its life, I converted it into a full dirt bike, you know, knobby tires that were not street legal, pulled the mirrors, things like that. And I just rode it off road for the last couple of years of its life. And that's when I bought the Harley. So I bought an 07 Softail Deuce, brand new, which will come up later. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere along the line, Brother Hogan lets me ride the R6. So I think you were, if I get this right, you were headed to Costa Rica or you had already, you had already been, but you were moving for sure. I think is how that meetup. Yeah. uh, Yep, exactly. And it's like, okay, I need a place to store my bike. So the R6 and the Indian were going to be stored and whatever we're doing, we're out riding somewhere. And it's like, let me give this a spin. I've never ridden a sport bike. That was arguably the best or worst thing that I ever did. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you that, that bug bit me so hard. I think I still have marks from it. (laughs) It still have its teeth in you. Mainly up on the shoulder. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, no, it's not, not the fault of that bike, but yeah, I just, something with that bike just clicked and I, I knew I wanted to ride it more and I knew I wanted to ride it on the track. And that was my trajectory from there. Um, did ride it as a street bike a lot, rode it on the track quite a bit. Then I'm trying to think what's came next. Then the VFR, I guess to 2014 Honda interceptor or VFR 800 was the next street bike. I did track that once as well. Then picked up the, I guess it was two, 2007 Suzuki Jigster 750. Loved that trap bike. That was fantastic. 
that's of course the one that I crashed, which will come up in a later episode. And then I won, <laughs> I won a 2006 Jixer thousand, which I tracked once. And then after I crashed the other one, I sold the thousand. So that one's gone. 750 has gone at this point. So street bikes now just have the VFR and the R6 is still here as well. And last to be added to the list is the 2008 Kawasaki KX450, which is just a dirt bike. Well, I don't say just a dirt bike. It is a dirt bike. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my list. What um what do you got? Well, give us the full the full history here. Let's see. Well, started out way back. It was a Honda six six fifty. So Honda six fifty, and from there, that, that's my childhood bike. My dad had, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up. It's probably still in the barn down south, to tell you the truth, up yep. against the wall. No, because that's why. I, that's why I left it. So it's probably still there. Um. So um. Started off on that thing, and then, you know, got a. 95 heritage and then from there graduated to the r6 because all my buddies at the time mm-hmm. you know all the starboards starboards guys that i rode with in up in cleveland that's all they rode and to try to keep up with them on a harley yeah not gonna happen <laughs> as they're willies up and down the highway <laughs> so uh, me and my brother um i got the because it was up for grabs you know whether we both get R1s or we both get R6s. So we ended up just getting one, one, one each. So I got the R6. He got the R1 uh, just to be able to see the difference. I got the 2000 R1 and he got the 99. Uh, I got the 2000 R6. And he got the 99 R1. Yep. So we um, switched it up back and forth, um, riding each one. And both were different. You know, both were different styles of riding. Both had their different uh, uh, behaviors and nuances about them. I love the R6 because um, of the agility and the quickness in the corners, and I just felt planted on that motorcycle for whatever reason. On the R on the R1, it was a different beast of trying to control it, mm-hmm. giving gas to the corners because it one the back end wanted to kick up or just wanted the front wheel wanted to go up. So you were fighting both elements all the time. So that was a for me that was a little annoying. Um, one wanting to keep up in the twisties, in the mountains, in the back roads and stuff, and trying to keep the wheels planted um, on an R one was a little more difficult and challenging to do uh, versus the R six. It wasn't a wasn't a second thought. You know, I could do all my little tricks, stoppies and willies and tight corners, you know, leaning as far as I wanted and felt comfortable and planted on that motorcycle. So I'd love that motorcycle to this day to this day <laughs> it's still around uh, still around and thank goodness bruh you know it's still in the family so that's a great thing and, and you know for bryce to be wrenching on it is um a blessing in itself to watch him grow up and love you know the idea of motorcycles and be so involved in it and be so immersed you know, in it because of you, you know, being in the motorcycles and watching you ride away on, on, on your motorcycle. I'm sure that really, you know, made him want to be on a motorcycle himself, you know, so that's all gravy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, from the R6, you know, I graduated to the, um, the Indian, um, because, you know, when we started riding, you were on the Harley and, um, you know, I was on the R6. So it was kind of a, um, a couple type of thing. <laughs> well, and it, it was kind of like a reversal of when you started, you know, started on the Harley, right. everyone's riding a sport right. bike and then it kind of flipped. Cause even, even the crew around the TKK area, they were mostly riding cruisers too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that, 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 that inspired it as well because, um, Dave had a, um, Dave and Steve, they both had Harleys and you had a Harley. So it's like, I should have one too. Well, (laughs) I got to get one too. So that, that, that inspired the, the, the Indian, but you know, I, I wanted a Harley. And, um, when I was out in Vegas, me and, um, Joe, Joe, right. Um, we rented the, the Harleys out out west the street glides and uh, loved it and i was you know was heading that direction until i rode the indian yeah well yeah not so much that you you needed a harley but you just you wanted more of a cruiser or a touring right. you know right. different different riding style right right exactly because you know mostly highway roads it's fun on a sport bike but uh, when you're on the highway for long distances the cruiser yeah uh, is a go for sure yeah, for sure. Agree. And the the Indian's still in the in the house, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, just put a fresh battery in her, and um, I rode her about three weeks ago. It's hard to ride her here in Atlanta because of all the uh, crazy drivers. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, uh, with me and my work schedule, I'm either up before the the sun comes up, or I'm coming home when the sun's already down. I have deer to contend with. Mm. so you know i tend not to ride her as much and when i do ride her it's more for like an hour and a half ride type of thing go out back country roads and chop it up a little bit i haven't done anything long because we haven't really been able to connect um for a minute so um i haven't been able to like stretch her legs a little bit which i which that ride is needed so i don't know if we need to ride to Asheville or something I was just going to say, yeah, we, we need to make that right this year, spring into right. summer before it gets too hot. Right. We need right. To go, go do a couple day ride somewhere. Right. Right. I need at least a thousand miles. Easy. Let's do it. Yep. So, yeah. So that, that's where I'm at now. Um, yeah. She's still, she's still purring, still love her to death. Um, uh, I took the, um, the tour pack off a little bit ago and been riding her that way. Yeah. for a minute yeah but other than that yeah nothing's changed on her nice all right well are you are you committed enough to say whether you would buy one of those again or you want me to go first well i got i have, yeah. i'm torn between two that's my opinion. yeah 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 and i feel you there because i want i as much as i love big girl I want something more nimble and I've been really looking at, um, at the, uh, the, uh, triumph, uh, street triple, the seven, uh, seven, six, five. Mm-hmm. That's a sharp bike. And, um, the, uh, Indian, um, FTR 1200 spunky little bike. Yep. So those are my two. If I were going to get something new and different, those would be my two. I will go towards. All right. Good choices. You're jumping ahead on me, but that's all right. I'm sorry. No, you're good. (laughs) 
Well, I had two in my hand. I didn't know which one to go with. All right. Well, since since you went there, just elaborate on on each one. Maybe start with the Indian. What what's drawn you into the FTR? You know, making you look at that as a potential purchase. I think I like the styling of it, and I like the way it feels um, between my legs. Ah. <laughs> it's like a part of me. You know what I'm saying? We're still talking about bikes, right? Right, <laughs> it's a part of me, man. <laughs> so you've had a chance um, to ride one. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an Indian dealership here in Atlanta, and they were doing like, and unspeknown to me, when I was up in that area, they were doing one of those test drives like we did yep. in Charlotte, and uh, I just kind of, kind of swung on in, and you know, test drove the ones that I was looking at, and. uh Fell in love with riding it. It was uh, nimble enough. It was fast enough. And uh, the price was good. They're only like, what, 13, 14, 4 1, depending on how you deck it out. But uh, man, was it, it nice. It was nice. It was, mm. it felt comfortable. The um, the ergonomics of it was nice. Um, feet positions, it wasn't too far back. Now, which, you, know, you uh, almost set up. Which up model right. did you ride? Do you remember? I wrote, uh, I, all I remember that it was uh, the FTR 1200. They got a bunch of new ones now. So that's, um, uh, let me yeah, look at this dual, now. Dual, dual, dual exhaust. They got a new carbon one. It's probably not that one. Those are limited. There's the regular FTR. There's the sport. There's the car, another carbon. This probably wasn't the rally that's got like, Semi off road tires on it. All I know, no, it didn't have any off road tires on it. So it had the regular street tires and then it, it, it was red. It was red. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did it, it say big cool. FTR with 1200 on the tank with a white stripe? Yeah. That's the current one. Yeah, that was it. All right. Good looking bike. I don't know. Yeah, starting at 13,500. You're right on the money. Oh, man. Look at that. It's, like, <laughs> it's like you've done this before. <laughs> You know, we're, we're looking. We're looking for help if uh, if you're interested. <laughs> really, <laughs> I might be able to do something. With you. you sound like you've done this podcasting gig once before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe once or twice. Once back or twice. In yeah, back got, in my day, you got a couple under your belt. I can I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's not really my pick, but that is a that is one that's been on my list because it has the sport aspect of it, the motor and the way it handles, you know, it's a lot more sporty than a cruiser per se or a touring bike. But I don't know. I don't, for me, I don't know if it has enough of the long distance chops that I'm looking for. Like I I still like the sport, but mm, I I really need more than like a hundred miles at a stint, you know? Right. So I need a bit more comfort than that. Okay. What do you, what do you, what do you got then? Oh, this this is a tough one because between Bryce and I and, and people I talk to at work and then, you know, outside of work, looking at bikes all the time, but I don't know, honestly, there's so much to choose from. If I had to go and buy a bike today for me, I would have to go ride a bunch, honestly, to, to try them out again. Like on yeah. the BMW side, I'd love to ride the new RT again. I'd like to ride the bigger K1600. 
I don't know, things like that. In the probably in the more of the sport touring category, maybe lean a little heavier on touring than sport versus what I have now with the VFR. Uh huh. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Something long range. I mean, not I'm not going like Goldwing territory, but you know, big big sport tour, or maybe like the FJR, like what what Joe ended up with. Something okay. something big like that. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't have a bike in mind. I have a category in mind, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you're right until you go out and ride ride those bikes to see what really fits you. You you know, you were really bent on the um victory for a minute. You rode those and really liked those. Yeah. I still like those, actually. Yeah. I think I but would yeah. if they were still in operation, I think I would I would probably still be shopping, you know, like the Magnum, something like that. Uh huh. That was a nice bike because oh. Vic- Victory was always a little sportier than the the Harley side, right? At least in the the engine department. And now I, I just imagine they would, you know, they would have modernized suspension and braking and even more than they had. So I can't imagine what a Victory would be like in twenty twenty three. Oh yes, I can. It'd probably be the Indian Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that didn't take long. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) Facts. Yeah, that's that's probably a bit too much, though. I don't, I don't know. They're comfortable. I get it. The big touring bike, and I've ridden yours. That's a it's a fantastic bike, but I just I like things on the, the lighter side race. no it's not yeah. even that i just i don't like handling the big heavy bike i mean even the vfr at 500 is you know can can be a lot at times uh-huh so as i was riding the track bikes you know they were getting more and more track specific and purposeful so they were as light as they could be you know moving right. bikes like that around or you know pushing the r6 around in the basement for example or now the the KX four fifty. I mean, that's less than two hundred fifty pounds. Wow! You know, with fifty yeah. horsepower on tap, that is bananas. It is actually. You know, so it is. The the thought of wielding a thousand pound motorcycle, it's just not real attractive. Well, I do it all the time. I know, I know, and you will it. <laughs> yeah, certainly I do. do. <laughs> It's like the sword, you know, it's like the sight, uh, um, what do you call it? Like Thor's hammer, you know, how to got to wield it. <laughs> I, I guess if I had to pick one bike, again, I'd have to ride it because I've not ridden it. I've only looked at it and that's the new, it's got a long name, but what I effectively call the Jixer GT, I think Ooh. it's a GSXS 1000 GT plus or something like that. It's a, it's a mouthful, but <laughs> it's, that's what she said. it's effectively you know the classic not classic but the old uh, k5 thousand cc engine in more of a touring chassis you know yet still sporty Uh you know the looks are are take it or leave it not not everyone's thing but that's kind of what i was thinking but again i'd have to ride it i don't know what's it like you know after 50 miles 100 miles 150 miles you know, back to back, 150 mile stints. What is it like? 
that, right. that's going to be the selling feature is how long can I ride it before I have to get off? You know what bike I haven't seen on a radar? What's whatever happened with that live wire? Harley spun it off into another company. They're still out there. Really? Yeah. So Livewire is just sold as a Livewire. It's not sold as a Harley. Interesting. Yeah, still out there. I think they have another one coming out here not before long, but there's one at uh, Team Charlotte Motorsports here in town. They've got one on the floor. Hmm. I don't. I think it's used, but still, it's it's not the Harley branded one. It's it just has Livewire on it. Uh huh. Interesting. I'd okay. Have, I'd have one of those. I think. I mean, right? Tooling around. Cause that's all you ever want to do on it, really. Just, oh, you know, I'm going to go here right quick. I'm going to pop on the motorcycle. Yeah, scoot to quick. OMB. Let's go to Asheville and back or whatever. Right. Just a quick little stint. Half hour. Down to Myrtle Beach minutes. for the night. Right? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Got to ride them again. Come on. Let's get out there and do it. Yep. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> Got to come back to Charlotte. All right. So let's say you picked a new one you would buy. I picked a new one I would buy. Caveat with a test ride. Right. So anything that you've owned in the past that you would. Let's just skip to the to the bad ones. If there is one. Anything you wouldn't buy again. If you're just like, nah, I don't think I'd have one of those again. I'm done. Yeah. I would probably not do a Harley. Fair. Probably would not do a Harley. In general, although they're cruiser they're, style I mean, specific. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't get an older one because you know what. At this point, in my life, if I want to ride something, if I'm going to tinker with it all the time, that's one thing. Because if you love to tinker on them, and work on them, and and do all these tweaks and. Yeah. Things to yeah, that's that's one one aspect of it that you might enjoy. And God bless you for it. You know what I'm saying? But when you're when you keep it on a battery tender cover for the most of the its life, when you're not riding it, and when you just want it to on a nice day, you just want to ride someplace to go get wine or a cigar or whatever, you just want to unplug it, uncover it, and have it start and not have to worry about it, you know. And um, right now, that Indian. That's it. As, that's it. You know, it, it, it's just, it's relentless. As long as the battery is, can turn the motor, it's going to start. You know, um, the fact that the battery doesn't last as long, but there's nothing really going on with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, every, every, seems like every other year I haven't put a battery in it, but that's almost every motorcycle at this point, especially if it sits in the garage or it's cold and constantly getting cold and so forth. It's going to drain, you know, especially if we don't have it on a tender. But if you do, you know, it's going to last. But um, yeah, just to be able to uncover it and start it right up and, and go. The Indian has just been relentless, effortless in the maintenance. You know, whenever I need to change the oil, there's two bolts, drain it, you know, change the filter, put new oil in it, and it's ready to rock and roll. Nice. You know? And uh, it'll, it's just, it just goes. It's effortless, you know. And it has not, and as long as I've had it, it has not let me down 
one bit. And, let, and you know, I can't say that because one time we were out riding and the battery cable <laughs> came undone. Came off. And, came off yeah and uh it uh, left us stranded for a minute until we figured out what was going on <laughs> but we fixed it you know and she started right up as soon as we connected the battery right all right i was i was kind of making fun of the challenger but i had to scroll over real quick just to look this thing is 122 horsepower and 128 mm. foot pounds Ooh. <laughs> Oh, come on, bang. Come on, bang. Okay, okay. Maybe uh maybe we need to go try those too. Right. Twenty six sure. grand the starting price. Twenty six. That's not bad though. That's about ballpark when you think about it. But here's the killer. This one doesn't even have the big top case in the back. It's seven hundred ninety six pounds. Ooh. I mean you're yeah. Well, yours is what? Nine? High eights? 900? 900, yeah. Nine some change. Like 937? Mm. 938, somewhere around there. She's heavy. It's a lot of bike. It is. And it's a big daunting, especially when you don't ride her for a while and you want to pick her back up. And when you ain't using those muscles like you used to, yep. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. So that's why I take the tour pack off because well, that's an easy 50 pounds right there you know oh no i thought you weighed that thing at like 70 pounds oh yeah that's true that's yeah. true yeah yeah it's heavy and it's it's a huge difference on the ride the, the rideability and the nimbleness of the bike mm -hmm. when you take it off versus being on it's a totally different bike all right just for comparison i gotta look at bmw's rt real quick let me just see what they, they talk about for weight. This is also 100-some foot-pounds, if I remember. Yeah, 105 foot-pounds. Yeah, this is 498 pounds. Oh, wait, that's the load. Hold on. Oh, yeah, 498 pounds. There you go. 500 pounds. Mm. See? See? You that's know, what BMW, I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, BMW's got that... Uh, BMW R18 Rockteen, right? Is that the the cruiser? Type? Cruiser, yeah, the cruiser with the saddlebags and everything. Looks like a Moto Guzzi. Oh wait a minute, I take that back. 482 pounds is the load. So the curb weight, fully fueled and ready to ride, is 615 pounds. What? But still, that's a hundred. That's about 200 pounds lighter than the Challenger. True. I mean, this is effectively 100 pounds more than the VFR. And 100 foot-pounds of torque on tap. Right. Anyway, I don't know. Something like that. I like the idea of shaft drive. Simple maintenance. Shaft drive or a belt. It's definitely not going to be a chain. Mm -hmm. That's the downfall <laughs> of that um, <laughs> GXS S1000 GT, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's chain drive. It's cool and all, but you know, it's a headache. <laughs> uh, let's see. On my side, something I would not buy again. That's a tough one. I I don't know that I would buy the KLR again. And and Bryce argues with me up and down, but hmm. I just don't know that I don't see that as a bike for me now. It was great at the time. It was great for what it was. 
But now I'd rather have two specific bikes. I'd rather have the proper off-road bike, which I have, and then a road bike. Something for the street, something for the dirt, something for the track. I'd rather just have three purpose-made bikes. There you go. Than to have one do it all. And that's that's just kind of where I'm at. The other thing I wouldn't buy is I wouldn't buy a new one again. Like, no. No. Like the Harley, I loved it. I would I would buy the old deuce in a heartbeat. I would not buy a new deuce ever again. Or hmm. or any Harley for that matter. That's just stupid money. Because hmm. we were adding it up earlier. Like all the other bikes I bought since the Harley, maybe even including the KLR, it doesn't even come close. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with taxes and fees and everything out the door, it was over $20,000 for a cruiser. Jeez. Shut the door. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got six in the VFR. The the KLR was, I don't know, 3200 or whatever it was at the time, 3500 At three mm-hmm. grand in the, three grand for the 750 I paid two grand for the KX plus I put three in it, you know, right. And the R six was a gift. Thank you. So (laughs) it's like, here we are. Right. (laughs) So I don't know. Now, now would you consider that uh, Indian challenger, the, the elite one, the elite? Oh, now that's way up there. Yeah. That's 40,000. But man, Come on now, 122 horsepower. It's nice. 128 pounds of torque. I, w- I would take the just the base Challenger and make it my own. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay 40 grand for a factory custom. No. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. That's fair. That's fair. I actually buy a three-year-old one for about 16, probably. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> it's not going to be 25. True. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then as far as bikes I would buy again, this is where I was at a toss up. I would buy the Deuce again all day, just not new. And mm-hmm. the other bike I would definitely buy again if I was going on the track is another Jixxer 750. The Jixxer, okay. All day. I would buy one tomorrow if I was going back on the track. Nice. And I I would buy, I would buy another R6 or R1. For sure, especially the newer ones. They they just look mean. Well, and with modern electronics, you could ride the R1 now because it, it wouldn't be as quick to step out on you and all that. You could hammer it a lot more. It, it might feel more nimble than you think. Right, exactly. That was the problem with riding the 1000, and that's why I, I like the 750 is you, know, you could get really aggressive with it and not worry that you were gonna, just going to spin out and high side the thing. But with the thousand, like you were saying, it just felt like it was going to spin all the time. And, you know, the front end would get real light on throttle. It's like, oh, that's, that's unsettling. <laughs> right. That's, that's, yeah. Would you have to be at the top of your game when you ride it all the time? Yes. Yeah. Ready I, for what? I am not skilled enough to wield that thousand on the track. That's for sure. Right. Right. Especially at some of the speeds these guys be riding them at. Ooh. It was fun. I mean, I put down about the same lap time as I did on the 750, but it was just a ton of work to get that same lap. 
like you're exhausted after it mentally and physically. Right. The right. 750, I get off it with a smile, waiting for the next session. Right. It's like being in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. You're just giggling and laughing. <laughs> right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Facts. In a thousand, it's it's like that. You know, it's like the speed dating trip from hell where you're like, oh, please leave God. now. You're right. I'm so over it. Next. <laughs> you're, you're too much work. <laughs> oh. oh, so true. So true. Yeah, I like, uh, you know what? I really like those Triumph uh, uh, Street triples, though. They, they, they're calling my name, the 765s. Oh, yeah? They, yeah, they start about like 10 grand all the way up to like 13. And it's something, it's like, it's, like looking at a transformer almost. Yeah, they kind of have that that bug eye look, don't they? Right. It's, it's calling me for some reason, especially the new ones. Alan oh, had a street three. triple, I think. What did he have? He had a couple different triumphs. Yeah. I know something about it. I think because one, it's different. You know, you don't see it all the time. And it's a triumph. So, you know, shout out to Triumph. Um for making something that's um, eye-catching, you know, because uh, for a minute, you know, Triumph, for me, wasn't on the radar until mm-hmm. just the last three or four years now. Um, they've really kind of stepped up their game. Whoever's doing their designs are really um, knocking it out the park because, you know, they've been in a couple of our conversations in some of their style and aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, would strongly consider getting one, you know, and riding them. Yeah, it says it uh, starts at 10 grand, 765. Yeah. There you go. Well, you go ride that 120 horsepower beast and let us know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Did you know Triumph's making motocross bikes now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just launched their, what they call their TX250F, I think is what they're calling it. And, they're going to follow it with a 450 eventually. So huh. yeah, they're going motocross racing and and so is Ducati. Ducati's making huh. a motocross bike. Nice. Okay. You know, I know Triumph is also getting into like the the Scrambler. Yeah, as we were winding the podcast down, they were redoing or they had come out with a Scrambler 1200 and some other cool bikes, but yeah, they're They've got a whole bunch of them in that lineup now. Mm-hmm. So they're stepping up too. It's just a matter of riding it. So you got to get back to Charlotte. We can get out and ride some more bikes. You know what? Just say the word, bro. I'm over there. Or I'll come to Atlanta. There's more dealers down there probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you got to deal with the Atlanta traffic here. That's the only thing. There is that. There is that. That's why you fly. <laughs> that's, that's why I fly. <laughs> That would have been an excellent transition if I was ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can splice it in. All right. I got to hit you with one more. I guess um, you, you've probably hit on it, but I'm going to throw it out one more time anyway. But so money's no object. You have to go buy a new bike tomorrow. You don't get any more time to sleep on it. Which Ooh. one is it? <sighs> Ooh. I would, 
I would. Mm. Tough one. Yeah, it is. I would have to go with the, I would, I would go get a triumph. I would go get a street triple. You just go grab it. There you go. I just go grab it. Yeah. All right. That tells me you're really into it. Yeah. Nope. I might have to put some plates back on that R6 next time we meet yeah. up. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. BFR is going to be a little slow in the yeah. corners for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, if it wasn't that, if it wasn't for that bike, um, the R1 and R6, uh, they're looking sharp. You know, I know, I know they got a lot of new technology and it just looks mean. Yeah. I like the, the, the headlights and everything on them. I like the, um, how the fairing is sharper. I like, um, all of it. I know it's a reliable bike. I wouldn't have to worry about it, but it's something about having something different that everybody doesn't know that doesn't have, you don't see it every day. I guess what I'm for lack of a better word, you don't see it every day. And that's, you know, that's appealing to me. It's something you don't see every day and riding that puppy around. Very nice. What about you? Well, Hmm. Probably would be the RT. If I, if I had to go get one tomorrow, I'd, pro- I'd probably get that BMW RT. Okay. Be my guess. And they've got a, I forget the number, like a 712 or some version. I forget what it's called, but they got a nice custom version that adds some, some brown leather and some other touches. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I only say that one because I've, I've actually ridden that one and I enjoyed it enough that it, it stuck with me over the years. So I, if I had to go pick one up without doing any test rides, I feel confident enough I could go into the dealership, ride that home, and and enjoy it. Everything right. else was like, well, I don't know. In theory, they look like good bikes, but I've never ridden them. So, right. I'd like to try the big one, the K sixteen hundred, but I'm afraid that's going to be a little more weight than I'm looking for. the The closer I can stick to that five hundred pound mark, the better. And what did I say the RT was? Six and change? It was less mm-hmm. than 650, ready to ride. So I think something like that. Sporty bike, still sporty enough, but a lot better touring potential than what I have today. Shaft drive, BMW, reliability, you know, that classic boxer twin. So mm-hmm. ride it, ride it to Cali and back. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, it is tough because, you know, well, why wouldn't you pick another Indian, Rico? I mean, because you love and talk about that bike so much, right? Well, I kind of thought when you hesitated, my thought was he loves his bike and there's really no replacement for it. Right. So whatever you picked, and I'm I'm glad you you picked the Triumph. Whatever you picked, I had a feeling would be complementary or supplementary to what you have. It would not replace the Roadmaster. Exactly. Yeah. It can't. There's 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 to me there's nothing better. Nailed it. <laughs> there, to me, I said that's why I said to me. I, yeah. I preference would be to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better. You know, because, you know, it's funny because I was talking to somebody, um, 
on one of my last rides and we're talking about bikes and all the like the the engine came with a lot of chrome pieces that the harley you would have to add on to you know what i'm saying so it came pre-chromed out well i didn't have to do any chroming to the bike versus having to do it on a harley and somebody was talking and making that point to me yeah you know as a harley rider himself was talking about you know i like that that. because right yeah so he 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 recognized you know the attraction towards indian and leaning towards an indian because of that yep it is definitely Mm -hmm. lit in the chrome department true true isn't that what the kids say nowadays it's lit right i think so yeah that's it it's fire when you have teenagers it's like are you even speaking english what's going on here dad you don't want none of the smoke come on now you don't want none of the smoke (laughs) i just learned about riz the other day i'm like what oh what you (laughs) okay yeah you're married you married you ain't got no riz i know that yeah (laughs) i for sure don't have any riz that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh man all right. Well, I'm going to make a few reminders. And then if you've got more time, I want to pick your brain on international travel. All right. Sounds good. Sound good. Yep. All right. Two quick reminders. Just the first one being, um, we work on the, the value for value exchange. We've talked about this many times in the past, you know, we're, we're not going to run ads or anything like that. Maybe some affiliate links and things like that, but just a simple exchange. You get some value out of the show. You can visit loudpipes.net slash donate, and you can return back whatever your heart feels is necessary. The other reminder is just feedback. As we're getting the show going again, we're trying to work on our cadence. Not quite weekly, but you know it's going to be a, going to be more often. I may record a lot more often often than we publish, so that I have the ability to fill the gaps and things like that. So, for example, Rico and I are talking here. It's a Monday. I'm posting a show tomorrow or Wednesday, which I recorded with Bacon a few days ago, and probably will record them like that. That way I can release on more of a a consistent schedule. So try to build that habit once again. But we're always looking for feedback. So you can reach us in two ways. If you're old school like me and you like email, you can do feedback at rdubstudios.com. Or if you want to use the website, loudpipes.net slash contact, quick little form there. Send us in topics you're looking for, critiques, things you like, things you don't like. We'll take it all. Right, Rico? We'll take all of it. All of it. <laughs> Whatever you got, we, we got you. Thank you. Speaking of all of it, I'm going to tip this Cali Red into the glass some more. And, man, you know what? Let me get some more in my, my, my palate. It's not quite the same not- as cracking open a bottle, is it? Or a can. It, it's or a can. Not- yeah but you know what i'll take it i'll take it you know reconnecting doing this again it's 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 uh reigniting the fire good time yeah it was much needed much needed facts facts so yeah the this part of the show so we're we're going to continue the first half with our our traditional motorcycle focused content maybe a little bit about cars the, the pivot here, or what we used to call the U-turn, we would circle back to topics uh, from the past. But the, the pivot now is going to be 
other things outside of motorcycles. And it may be motorcycle adjacent, but you expect more things like, you know, like we said, firearms, you know, hunting, personal protection, all, all that kind of stuff, or just anything that's, that's not on the main track. So what I wanted to pick Rico's brain on is he's traveled around the world a heck of a lot more than me because I've, I've only left the U S just a couple of times and most of it was to Canada once to Ireland and then various islands in the Caribbean. And that's the extent of my travel. But Rico's been around the world a lot more, and I know you probably have a lot more planned. So I wanted to pick your brain on what it's like to travel abroad, maybe hit some of the high points and tips and tricks, if you will, maybe some of the, the things to avoid. And then if you can pepper in some, some motorcycle themes or things that you notice when you travel as well. That, that's kind of where my head was at. Cause I want to start planning out some trips for this year. Like, you know, obviously we can do some racing stuff. I'd still like to go to the Isle of Man, but if I'm going to travel, you know, like internationally, like where are we going to go? What do we want to see? How do we do it? So right. you're the expert <laughs> in my circle of friends. You're definitely the expert. Right, 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 right. It's funny, you know, it, you know, it's funny that we, we bring up this conversation because I get a lot of calls from other friends of mine that, you know, well, Rico, have you gone here? What what was it like? And where's the good places to go type of thing? So, you know, it's, it's fun. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of cool because, you know, you know, when I think about going to some of these places, you know, and exp- in the experiences, you know, the food, the environment, you know, the beach, the women, mm-hmm. you know, the bars to hang out to, you know, all of it, the aspect, you know, getting around town where it'd be to be a train or Uber or whatnot, you know, so all those things play a part in the whole international travel, which is neat to me. Nice. So how, how many, do you know how many different countries you've been to? Oh my God. Uh, would you say 20, 25, 50? <laughs> I've been all over. I have to bring up a map. I think that'll help me out. Hold on. Let me bring up a map. Hold on. That, that, oh, there we go. Yeah, let me bring up a map here. That might help me uh, kind of articulate all the different islands and places I've gone. Well, um, you lived in Costa Rica for a time, so you would have hit Panama and other places down there. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Panama was like every 90 days you had to leave Costa Rica to get your visa restamped. And you had to have a current visa uh, in order for your driver's license and insurance to be valid. Right. So you had to do that. Um every 90 days to to have a valid driver's license and insurance um so um that was always the point and that, you know other countries do the same and there's certain visas you can get um year-long visas so you won't have to do that every 90 days so you can apply for those types of visas depending on you know how long you plan on staying in a certain country yeah but yeah, yeah. um so there's there's that so that's why um a lot of countries require some a shorter day some some like us, uh, uh, where is it? Singapore, where I went to, it was every 60 days you had to leave the country and come back, huh. you know, to get huh. your, so it's, it's shorter to pay on the country. And, you know, you looked that up before you travel there, but um, that's, that's easy. When you go to, tri- you know, uh, Asian countries like that, you know, unless you're planning on relocating there totally, right? You, know, um, you really, don't think twice, you know, I'm going to move there, whatever it takes to 
to become a citizen, I'm going to do, you know, as long as you got uh, uh, some kind of income coming in where you can pay your bills, uh, they don't care, like a retirement plan or whatever. You got some kind of money coming in, you can move there, be an expat, boom, done. And I would suggest it. You know, it's nothing like, you know, living in another country and it's like um, a reset. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's a totally you, different experience. And you talked about it as, as much as there's the good in something like that. It's also a reminder of, of maybe what you have at home and that the grass isn't always greener. So you, right. you know, you go try it out. It's a good experience. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's not, but if it's not, you can have a better appreciation for where you are today. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it depends on your perspective on life too. Um, if yep. you like things, if you like things, uh, with order, and rules and regulations and so forth. America is the way to do it. We are the best at that. <laughs> we got a rule for everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where and we go to other countries, uh, things are a little bit more lax. Um, your 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 the travel dynamic, you know, housing, food, whatever. It's a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. you survive. It's a totally different mindset. And um, you know, your 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 dietary um is different. All of it is, it's, it's just, it's different. It's a different state of mind almost when you go to a lot of different countries and you have to do what the locals do. You know, a lot of people, when they travel, you know, they go to resort, but right. they never go outside the resort. You don't you know, experience it, the local culture or anything. Exactly. Exactly. And that's unfortunate because one, you would, to me, you will want to go and immerse yourself in that culture to see what it's like. And, um, you know, I've been in, you know, all over. Uh, when Cuba was open for us, I went to Cuba, experienced that. That was an eye-opening experience because that was one of the things as a kid, I've always have had an, an infatuation of, of just traveling to Cuba. And I'm glad I went there to experience it because it was life-changing. I met so many cool people there uh, and made uh, good friends there that it was a life-changing experience for me and the, um, the, uh, Cuban, uh, um, families there, um, have really embraced us, um, show me around, um, food, music, cigars, nice, um, and just everything. They really kind of opened up and just kind of told me, you know, their struggles and, you know, you know, what they happen to deal with there. And, um, you know, you know, as um, as connect uh, Canada and a lot of the European countries, they've always been able to go there. You know, they are applying their um, indoctrination on that country, and you know, with all the stores and everything. So it's going to change here soon. So if you want to get to Cuba and the authentic Cuba as it is now, you want to go now and experience it as it is before it changes altogether. But gotcha. that was one place I really, really enjoyed being there. Like, like I said, the people were heartwarming, just like Costa Rica. People are really good to you, friendly, and it's just a different. I didn't experience any racism, you know, um, there because you know a lot of people they look like me, and there were you know Latina, light skin, look white, but you know there to me what I experienced, it didn't really matter. You know, everybody embraced everybody. And that's, that's, 
you know, stepping away from that and not having to experience worrying about the police and all that in some of these countries has been nice. Um, because, you know, just like you coming from like a mixed family, it's, it's, that's part of your reason to go to some of these countries to be able to immerse yourself in this culture. Yeah. Uh, and, and experience a different mindset. So that's always been good. So some of my favorites um, have been recently, let's see, went to Belize just recently. Well, I was going to ask you, as you head head farther south, anything south of Panama? So Venezuela, uh, Brazil, anything down there, Argentina maybe? Um, let's see, let me think. Uh, Peru, just went to Peru recently, so that was nice. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's cool. So definitely got to check out P- Peru if you don't, um, if it's on your to-do list. It was easy to get around. Uh, the food, amazing. If you're, if you're like uh, into ceviche and um, sushi, Brazil, uh, Peru is the, the, the way to go. Okay. The best food I've had so far. Um, really good food there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peruvian food, uh, Brazilian food. Um, I'm trying to take to this real quick. So, uh, well, we Belize. Can, I would say, yeah, we can just go across the map if you want to go one continent yeah, at a time. So, so Mexico was nice. Uh, so San Miguel, Mexico was really nice. Um, it was up in the mountains. The temperature was really great there. Um, one thing, if you're traveling, what I would do is um, take a, picture of your fast your passport your um driver's license so you have a digital copy of these things so if, just in case you lose your passport or whatever you have a backup copy and they were able to mm. you know process um so always take a copy a picture of your your documents um get travels insurance just in case you get sick in a foreign country you're able to get hospitalization not to play out the notes for it even though hospitalization in some of these countries are fairly cheap you want to be able to have um, U.S. doctors work on you for whatever reason you're, you know, whether you break a leg, you know, adventuring or whatnot. You know, you want to be able to have some kind of insurance and getting that travel insurance. If you're going to be doing some excursions that might be risky, you might want to think, consider that. Gotcha. Um, um, some of the countries like in uh, South Africa, uh, if you go to Africa, you you want to get, you know the immunizations for some of uh, like mosquitoes, you know, so if you get bit by some of the mosquitoes, you'll kind of, you know, get real sick, whatever, because of, you know, the environment, I guess it's a little different than what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so you want to be cautious uh, uh, in picking some of the, some of the countries you go to uh, because some of require you to get some kind of immunization. Uh, so if you're not into that, you're scattered needles, yeah. You know, you might want to consider uh, not going to some might, of those countries. Might not be going to some of those, yeah. Right, right, right. So so, so there's that. Um, Germany. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you've been to several places in, in Europe. Do you want to cover them individually or you want to cover Europe as a theme? Oh, man. Yeah, we could care, care cover it as a theme. I just went to uh, Rome just recently. So that was eye-opening. Spain was also eye-opening. Went to um, uh, Madrid uh and uh barcelona so that's always nice i went to paris on like a three-day weekend just to pop in and pop out type of thing <laughs> so i spent like a like a uh, uh um day yeah it was like a day 
and came to left that evening, the second day evening. So I spent the night there in Paris. So, you know, you pick out, and it's nice is like Airbnbs for me is the way to go um, because one, it puts me in the middle of the culture and it puts me um, in walking distance to all the things I want to check out. Well, and like you said, that's part of, you know, immersing yourself in the local culture, not just booking a resort and staying there for a few days. You, you're getting out and you're getting a real feel for it. Right, right. You're taking the train, you're taking the bus, you got your walking shoes on and you're just out. You're stopping by the beach. You know, you got your backpack on, you got your sandals, your bathing suit, your bottle of water, your lotion, you know, and you're, you're, you're beating the street. You know what I'm saying? So you, nice. you got, you, you, you know, for me, I've always had like a, a secondary phone, um, that carries two SIM cards. So what I do is I'll, you know, I'll have my, my US phone, my my iPhone with me, but, but it's normally just turned off in case of emergencies. But what I'll do also is when I get to that country, I'll buy a SIM card mm. for, you know, for whatever reason, um, for whatever um, I feel I'm going to use, because you're going to be using, you can think about it, your GPS, your Google translation and all that stuff. You're going to need some kind of Wi-Fi access, right? So you want to be able to u- utilize your phone to navigate around the city to find out what trains are running at what times and so forth. So you got to have a SIM card, you know, that yeah, you, for that network, for that network. So, you know, that's why I got my little Wi-Fi phone so I can just travel anywhere, just plug in a new SIM card, connect to their cellular service and have at it. You know, it's good for, you know, finding restaurants, finding nightclubs, finding an Uber, you know, all that, you know, so it's 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 neat so that's another thing i would strongly suggest getting a phone when you can flexible phone yeah. pop up flexible phone to do that yeah so along with you know checking out you know if you need any kind of immunizations taking photos of your documentations getting insurance and um, getting a sim card and then just finding a place you want to be where you can hit all the places of interest you want to get to, whether it be the beach, the city, check out museums, sculptures, you know, if you're in the wine, checking out the, the wine, you know, locations. Um, so all that. So whatever you're into. What about like, do it. what about like food tips? Where do you get your food tips from people, you know, or is that from your, from your Uber driver? Like who gives you the best places to eat and things like that? Yeah. Well, even here in the States, what I do is I travel a lot here in the States, honestly be known to you, but uh, I travel a lot here in the States and I do a lot of one day trips, um, lunch trips, dinner trips. Um, I've gone to Maine for lobster and uh, oysters nice. for a day trip. You know, I go to Texas for barbecue. You know, I go to Seattle for fish, you know, so stuff like that. Those one day trips are fun. Um, you, you know, you have about, you spend a hundred dollars, you know, for dinner on the various places that you go for the day and your Uber drive back to the airport, you know, stuff like that. So, or you rent a car. So maybe there may be multiple places you want to go to, um, in Uber. Um, it's not going to be suffice waiting for Uber to come and pick you up. Just rent a car, get a little cheap economy car. I've done for $20, have it for the day. You know, get insurance on it and just, you know, cruise around. Yeah. You know, who cares? No one knows you, you you know? So you're just in the 
to check out the different sites and try the different restaurants and get back to the airport. And that's just easier for me. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a hundred dollars and, and make a whole day of it, you know, experience different things. So I do that same thing when I travel abroad, you know, I find a nice Airbnb for cheap. Um, it could be in a local area in the middle of the city, uh, away from, you know, the touristy spots. I'll eat where the locals eat. You know, I'll, I'll shop where the locals shop. And um, so just the various people you run into while you're there, you, you get your food tips from them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you ask them, you know, what's the best place to eat local? You know, where, where would they eat? And yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah that's you know, how you I, phrase I, it. That's what I've learned yeah. in my yeah. U.S. travel mostly is you, you gotta you gotta basically ask them where they eat or say hey where where are you going for dinner or where did you go over the weekend or you know it's like you can't get into like what's your favorite spot or where would you recommend I go you just you really want to know what they actually go to right and you kind of have they, to ask them that way yeah right yeah and you do and a lot of times what has what has happened is um they've actually invited me to their place for dinner yeah. They're like, well, you know, usually so, we stay home or we go here. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, they'll say, well, we're having dinner at my place. You know, we're getting a family together. You want to come to our place for dinner? Nice. And you're like, yeah, heck yeah. You know, so that has, um, you know, that, that has, uh, connected me with people and, you know, to this day, if I've still have friendships with them and whenever I come to, you know, go back to those countries, I have a place to stay. I know they're going to cook for me. And, you know, I, I feel safe. So, nice. you know, that takes me back and I'm able to explore. And if they're available to travel with me to certain places in that area, you know, they know the area better than I would. And, you know, they, they take you to places where the tourists really don't know. So they take you to those little hidden gyms um, that people don't know. So that's been my experience, at least. So kindness still matters. You got to be a nice guy. <laughs> you do you do it goes a long way to tell you the truth you know i've been in places where you know you see those rowdy americans oh. drunk you know, yelling and screaming and being absurd you know it's just like man and you're just like yeah that's why they hate america it's you know, like because, yeah you're messing it up for us come on yeah 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 so you'll you'll have that and you'll see it and you'll know <laughs> you'll know because you'll be able to travel and you'll see them you're like oh god no and uh, you want to say something, but you don't. You just keep it moving. But yeah, um, um, my next venture um, to keep it moving. I was going to say, be, yeah, we kind of. So I, I guess, in, do you have a favorite spot in Europe before you move on from there? Uh, Europe? Europe, UK, uh, anything in that kind of region? I love Germany. Okay. I really love Germany. I really, really. I, it's, it's not for the Autobahn. It's more for... Which just, part, which part? Um, Do you remember where you were? Um, recently, it was um, when I was there last. It was more like in um, Nuremberg, not Nuremberg. Um, what's the name of the city? Hold on, I'm yeah, give me a second. Nuremberg is north of Munich. Yeah, so it's not there. Um, where was it? Munich. Hold on. It was close to Italy. Oh, 
Oh, Greece is nice. If you ever want to go to Greece, Athens. Yeah. It's nice along the coast. If you want to do that, there's a little place called, um, uh, a little place called, it's close to the airport, about 30 minutes away from the airport. It was called. Is it on the water? Yes. It was uh, called Blue Beach is where I stayed. It was a place called Blue Beach. It was right on the coast in Angelos de Montros, something like that. D-I-M-I-T-R-I-O-S. <laughs> de Montros, some sort like that. We but, find uh, it, really we'll, have, cool. we'll have to put it in the notes. Sure enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right off of Athens. Well, that was a really cool spot in Greece. Um, uh, let's see. But Germany. Let me go back to Germany. Um, oh, crap. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot there. Yeah. I do see but, Nur- uh, Nuremberg is kind of in the middle, like that bottom half. Yeah. But yeah, let's just... Yeah, let's say just use norm that for reasons because you know every every place looks similar. It's just you know the old architecture, the government buildings, the cobblestone roads, the horses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you saw horses. Canals. Yeah, like in the roads. Yeah. Was that yeah. like out in the country or out in the country? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just it was just a different, and everybody's outside. You know, which is nice. You know, it's kind of like here in Atlanta, we have like the uh, the Beltline. But um, in all these cities, you know, um, well, the central century, the century central area where everybody hangs out, everybody's walking around. Everybody's, you know, outside having a dinner or lunch, having mm-hmm. a beer and talking and just people watch it, which is really cool. And as a diverse style of, of people. And cultures um walking around all all over the place and i love that you know and just have that diversity and um you know even if you um speak a little german or whatever they a lot of people speak a little english so you can kind of work your way through you know ordering lunch or getting a beer or whatnot and nice. you know, over there over there find somebody that can speak english a little bit and you'll just kind of get through it yeah. you know and um a lot of times you'll meet somebody that's from another country that's there visiting and you'll just strike up a conversation. You'll have a, a glass of beer and um, a conversation with somebody and you'll find out, well, we're going here. You guys want to go? It's like, yeah, let's do it. And you just, you know, venture out with, a, you know, with a group of people and you experience what they experience and, and, and so forth. If you ain't got nothing going on, you know what I'm saying? So that's always neat. Being having that flexibility to to be flexible in your travels and not be scared of well something might happen to me. Yeah, mine's you know, um, and you know as long as you're not out with your your cameras taking pictures of everything, you don't look like a tourist. You know, you right. fit in. You're just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you, yeah. do you find with the language you you find it pretty easy to to come across people that that know English or they know enough to to help you out typically. Yeah, yeah. I've had uh, when I've been in like small vigil, vi- villages um, where people didn't speak a lot of English. It might uh, be a little harder. Fish, yeah, 
Yeah. And what you just, you end up doing is, is pointing, you know? So if you're like in a small cafe or whatever, and you see something you want to eat or, you know, somebody's having something that you're interested in, it's like, I, I would like to have what they're having, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they'll, you know, they'll make out what you're trying to say and see something you know, looks good. You're like some of that. Yeah. Some of that right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know what it is, but it smells fantastic. Exactly. So, yeah. So there's, there's sometimes you run into that, but, um, um, Spanish is, um, uh, a language that, um, uh, is everywhere. You know, I find going to Germany, going, you know, of course, Peru, um, Spain, been to Asia, um, Asian countries yet. So I have plans to go to, um, uh, uh, Singapore and, um, China and Japan. So those are places on my to-do list. And before COVID hit, I had planned to go to like Ice, Ireland, Iceland, and all that, and check out all those places. But uh, that's that's still doable, and that's still on the radar to do. Um, Denmark, I want to go to Denmark and check out places like that. But um, I've been uh, a lot of places that uh, I've been blessed to go. Um, Canada is always nice if you. You know, like Canada, the cold, you know, um, that's kind of cool in a way. Toronto is, um, Toronto's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of fun there too. In the summertime though, I couldn't go there in the wintertime. Yeah. Summertime is, is kind of neat, uh, with all the little electric train lines and everything going through the city, the subways. Um, it's kind of neat. A lot of French speaking people, um, some of the um, suburbs are really cool in the summertime or spring when it's uh, everything's in bloom. It's really pretty there. Um, so that's always neat. Nice. You ever been to Vancouver much? Vancouver? Um, no, I can't say that. I've, gone. I've been, oh, to um, to uh, uh, the Netherlands, um, um, Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. So I got uh, a friend of mine there. She is. Uh, from that area and uh, I work with her and uh, you know, she's taking me over there and walked her old hood. So that was kind of neat to do those nice. things. Yeah. So those, those are, you know, you meet people and you say, well, and you know, and you know, the thing, the cool thing too is uh, working where I work, you know, I have people from all diverse backgrounds and they live in, they, they've come to America, they've worked here, they live here now, but they always go back. So I have a buddy in Peru. When I go to Peru, if he's there, you know, he'll set me up with a condo on the ocean or whatever. You know, he's got family that owns restaurants, so I'll go to their restaurants and so forth. And, you know, if they're available, they'll, you know, take me wherever I need to want to go or experience something new in Peru. You know, so I've had I have that hookup. Same with other places. So, you know, it's just a matter of setting up your network. And whenever you want to go back, you know, having that connection to reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm coming on this state. I'm going to be in that town or, you know, anybody, you know, is going to be available to have a place for me to rent, whatever, whatever. And a lot of times it's, yeah, yeah. Just uh, let me know when you're going and I'll let them know. And that's, uh, that's for me, that's always been the case. It's like, yeah, you're going to be there when, all right, I'll have somebody pick you up and blah, blah, blah. And it never fails. They've been there. Nice. Pick me up. And, and you know, take me to my my spot, and, and and we do the thing. So it's always been good. And that was just really having good. no no fear. You know, just the thing, just having no fear and knowing that you're gonna be okay. And just traveling alone, 
it's a it's a it's a it's a neat experience to travel alone it's more of um you're on your own pace and you're able to you know ex- experience the whole thing on your own pace and your on your own terms where you don't have to worry about when you go to a group of people you find yeah. that um that's tough. They want to sit in the room. They don't want to sleep in, you know, where, where you want to go out and see as much as you can see while you're there. That's me. I want to go check it all out. You know, I'll, I'll be back when the sun goes down, you know, we're going to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's me. Uh, yep. When I'm gone, I'm gone. Nice. I'm oh, man, that was really cool. I hope, I hope other people got some value out of that because I certainly did. And I think the the tips go a long way. So that's cool, man. Thank you. All right. I got to put you on the spot for, for two more questions. All right. And then we're, we're probably long enough for tonight, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) so one first quick question is kind of your favorite. If you could go anywhere at the drop of a hat, you don't even have to think about it. Where are you going? Dubai. Nice. I'm going to Dubai. And you've been or no? No, I, you okay. know what? I was supposed to. I was supposed to go in November. Uh, I had set up a, a golf tournament. I was uh, part of a golf uh, um, uh, tournament. It was a group of thirty of us. But uh, I got a new position uh, where I'm at, and um, it just wouldn't allow me to 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 go. So I had to bail out. Oh, that's right. I think we talked about that at Road Atlanta. Yeah, you yeah. were talking about making so that was, trip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I've been looking at, um, you know, houses over there and um, just the the culture, what to do and what not to do. So I do a lot of YouTube, uh, you know, even here in the States, when I want to go check out a place, I, I go to YouTube and I look at um, top five or 10 things to do in this city and or that city. And, um, you know, I go out and, and try it. You know, and the same thing when I, when I went, when I do those one day trips, I check out the five best restaurant, restaurant, the best restaurants to experience in this area. I go to those areas. I check out those restaurants. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They were right. <laughs> nice. uh, this was worth it. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of that. I do a lot of that. I love it. And my last question is for planning. So the last couple of weeks of 2023 here and then into 24. So What's on your radar, you know, either from a, you know, a city, country city perspective, or maybe it's event based. What's, what's on your mind? Or are you just, just blowing with the wind for next year? Well, next year, depending on how everything goes, like I said, I do want to check out the whole Asian aspect of the world. Uh, Cause that's one piece of my worldly travels. I haven't really dabbled in too much and for no, no, reason as well i think one was covid mm. you know um Just so that kind of restrictions the, yeah 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 so um you know that has pushed back a lot of the plans because because of covid you know the restraints and all the stuff that you had to have all this shot verification stuff um had really you know put a pause on everything so now that everything's back open you know, now you can travel without all those restraints. It's a lot easier for me to make a decision to go some places now. So I want to do it now before something else happens. <laughs> so and, I can see the rest of the world. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. sorry, another question before you get into where is, are you finding travel now is, is busier? Like are, are planes full and airports busy? Like 
what what's the capacity like out there? Oh yeah. Planes are packed all the time. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um uh the other thing, oh, this is uh, this and I don't I don't understand why people do this. But uh airlines, people, please. <laughs> um when you get on the plane, this is important, people. <laughs> and uh, a, a lot of us, you know, some of us, you know, don't really fly on planes a lot. So I get it. You're nervous, you know, about it. You know, you want to have a couple of drinks to take an edge off. But Uh-oh. yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing. Some people, when they have a couple of drinks before they get on the plane, they tend to be a little obnoxious, you know? So um, if they find that you've been drinking or you're under the influence, chances are you won't make the flight. If they see you slurring, looking some type of way, you're being belligerent, yeah. they're going to remove you from the plane, you know? So keep that in mind. So you can have a couple of drinks, you know, pace yourself, but don't be to the point where you're smelling, looking like you've been drinking because you will definitely get kicked off the plane. Whether it be by force, or your own, <laughs> your own decision to just gracefully bow out. Because once they have to call like a supervisor, red coat, whatever, to bring you off, then you you deny to get on. Yeah, you're in trouble. Aircraft. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. Then if they had to get the police on, then you're blackballed or blacklisted to be able to fly. You know, so you're setting yourself up for failure if you ever want to ride on a plane again. So, you know, don't. Don't get belligerently or don't have too many drinks before you get on the aircraft. That's, that's what I say. You got to be you know, able to, are, gotta be able to hold your liquor, people. Right, right. You know, because there's people puking on planes. Oh, you know, man. Pooping on planes. You know, it's, it's just, you know, people having diarrhea, leaving trails down the train. You know, oh. there's all types of things that are happening on aircraft. And dude, come on, really? <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. So yeah, I'll drive. Thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would suck having to have the the plane has to revert back because you pooped yourself. I I haven't flown in a minute, so I I'm definitely out of practice with that stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, Joe. Trust me. So yeah, sorry. And last thing, pl- places for, for I guess for the next like twelve months, you have any? Any you're looking forward to? Anything stands out? Oh, yeah. So um, I want to go to Bangkok, Thailand, uh, Vietnam. Um, Those are the places I got on my to-do list. I want to check out Hong Kong. So those are my my three places I want to experience. Thailand, Vietnam, and Hong Kong. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to be some big trips next year. Yes, sir. My ambitions are a little smaller. I I mainly want to get to some obviously places in the U S but around the racing, we've, we've got to do Daytona again in January. That's our, that's become a tradition now with my dad and myself and my brother, Kenny and a couple of other people mixed in and out, but we got to try and pull that off again this year. And then Bryce and I want to do MotoGP in Austin, if at all possible. So trying to, trying to pull that one off. We want to see a, a supercross round as well somewhere. Oh, nice. And then probably the, you know, road Atlanta for Moto America. 
that's always a good time. Probably do that. And that's, that's in our backyard. And then I don't know, I'd just hang out with the kids more dirt bikes, do stuff at the house. We had some house work done this year. So we have a new deck and screen porch and a new patio. So more outdoorsy stuff this year. We're looking forward to that. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. My son, uh, Caleb, he just, he's got himself a, um, a, uh, GX, GX six R. GSXR. Yeah. Yeah. Street bike. So he's totally put a new motor in that one. Cause the motor he had in there seized on him. I thought he had um, an R six for a while. He did not. He had the, um, or he had an old, older R one. So yeah, he had a yeah, he did have those. Oh, he has a a, a twenty uh a two thousand seven GX six hundred R. Okay, so P PX six hundred. Yeah, so he totally replaced the motor in it himself, which is kind of cool. And he, you know, he gave me my props. He's like, "Thanks, Dad, for you know giving me the ability and the insight to be have the confidence to take a motor out and put it back in." Yeah. He's like, it's because of you watching you and helping you, you know, like, cause remember I had to put out, put the new, uh, I took the dashboard out of the, out my pick, my, uh, F-150. Oh yeah. That, that was crazy. Part out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, him helping me do all those things, put new brakes on, put new rotors on, help him, having him do those things with me. You know, he's, he, he's had the confidence to put a new motor, a whole new motor nice. in a motorcycle himself. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, that is just, just like your son, you know, he's tinkering, doing those things. So I'm pretty proud of him. I'm sure like you are well, Bryce. Yeah. It's, um, it's cool to watch him as much as it's fun to watch him be a, a good rider. It's it's more fun to watch him wrench. I think. Yeah. Figure stuff is. out and, you know, get things working. Like I've, I've talked on earlier shows here in the last couple episodes, like when I'm busy at work and, my bike needs something, you know, he'll just start putting it back together and, you know, he's following the book. He's torquing things to spec. He's doing it right. It's very right. cool. Very cool to watch. Yep. It is. Oh, that's good stuff. Sure. Sounds like we're both riding and wrenching and starting to, to hone that next generation. Right. That's right. That's right. Love it. Proud dads. Proud dads. <laughs> I will, I will raise my Cali red to that. Amen. Well, awesome. This has been fantastic. Well overdue. I hope we do it again. And like I said, we're, we're trying to get the cadence going again. I, I don't know that I have the stomach for a weekly cadence, but I'm certainly going to try, you know, if I have to record a couple in advance and then release them weekly, then I, I think we can pull that off and we're going to rotate people around. So like I said, I've had I did two episodes with Chad. I did one with Bacon last Friday and, you know, now Rico tonight. I'll figure out the next one and and maybe at some point we'll we'll kind of bring the whole band back together for something, but that that certainly won't be on the regular. Sounds good. Whatever you decide, brother, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> good stuff. All right, anything else you want to to mention or plug before we send off? Uh... Oh. Nah. Other than, you know, starting to play the guitar a little bit more. Okay. I'm expecting uh, some new Loud Pipes music then. 
Yep. Nice. Yeah.